The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. Come to you live at youtube.com slash cover3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like. Come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. And you see those sirens in your feed. You know exactly what that means. Friday afternoon, word comes down from the Big Ten Conference. It is official that because of a violation to the league's sportsmanship policy over, quote, multiple years from the sign-stealing scandal, the Big Ten has ruled that Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh has been banned from the sideline for the remainder of the 2023 regular season. That means Saturday's much-anticipated game against Penn State in Happy Valley, no Harbaugh on the sideline. That means uh, against Maryland, no Harbaugh on the sideline. And in the regular season finale against Ohio State, no Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. Lots of pieces to get to this, including the you know much-rumored and much-discussed Michigan response, if there is going to be one. But I would say that, uh, Tom, you and I had been talking all through the day in anticipation for some news. You know, maybe it was going to be a big fine. 
Maybe it was going to be uh, an assistant coach. You know, who we weren't quite sure what the the realm of punishments could be. Your first thought upon hearing uh, Jim Harbaugh sidelined for game days for the remainder of the regular season. Do you think Jim's flying to the Maryland game? The way that he got on the bus to go to Penn State. Just saying, like he's got, he can't coach his team tomorrow. Maybe he can go watch Maryland from the stands, buy a ticket, bring a. That camera. is against oh. the rules, Tom. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you should know that, and Michigan should know that. That is an NCAA violation to, uh, as a representative of the university, attend the game of a future opponent in person. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, my initial reaction is. I mean, I don't think my initial reaction is much of a surprise. I. I think it's excessive, honestly. I I think a fine, a hefty fine, would have been plenty. Like I know the Big Ten's uh, what you call the sportsmanship policy only allows for a ten thousand dollar fine without you know approval of the president. I think they could have gone well above that, fined Harbaugh, fined the school, and moved on. But I mean, it's just I I also think that if you're Tony Petiti, I don't agree with the penalty but i kind of respect the ultimate result if not the process he reached in getting it because it's heavy but it's not overly heavy like my opinion or at least my suspicion is you know at first leak this morning it was coming you know the, the same people that you know have been reporting a lot at all the whole time are saying you know where where it is this we're gonna find out today this morning noon i think they even had they had a time for it Oh, there was a fake Brett McMurphy that made the rounds. I don't know if you saw that one. No, I saw the Heather Dinich tweets and uh, I th- I, like Thamel and others who've been kind of on top of this from the beginning. I didn't see the fake McMurphy one. Yeah. but Shout out to Brett, by the way. The often <laughs> imitated, rarely credited Brett McMurphy. Sorry, go on. But I just, I, I think it's, I think they negotiated. I think that's why there was a delay. I think yeah. that's what took so long because... It might have been a three-game suspension originally, and then they negotiated it down to, well, he can coach during the week, but he can't be there on the sideline because that is the exact suspension that he had the first three weeks of the season from the completely different you know, violations from the NCAA. So maybe that's what they finally just kind of came to a settlement on. But I don't know. I, I still think it's too much. I still think that the advantage that Michigan supposedly had from doing this has been vastly overblown by a whole lot of people. And I think that a lot of folks who I have talked to who are members of, you know, not not media members, not fans, coaches, I don't know that any of them really truly believed from what they have told me that the punishment should have been this severe. Some of them yeah. would some of them are very happy it is. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they thought it should be what it is. So it it is. I mean, it's it's a silly situation. It's been a silly story from the start. It's been a very stupid thing on Michigan's part to or I don't even, but that's another part too. A key part of the language of the Big Ten's release is that they're not sanctioning Harbaugh because they have no evidence that Harbaugh knew any of this was going on. They are sanctioning the school, and to sanction the school, they are doing it by suspending Harbaugh. So it's Ooh. it's tricky lawyer language, so that way it's like, we're punishing you, but we're not punishing you, so you can't really do anything about it. You're the head, you know, you're the guy at the head of the table. You're the one that's got to, you know, take the fall for it. But, no, I, I don't know. That's a really, really good point, because my, I think the punushment is stiff. Doesn't A stiff punishment yeah. 
happens sometimes. Like some some punishments are going to be harsher than others. This is on the stiffer side of my expectations of what it would be. I'm glad that you mentioned it because you were right. The Big Ten Conference announced that the University of Michigan has been found a violation of the Big Ten sportsmanship policy for conducting an impersonal in-person, impermissible in-person scouting operation over multiple years, resulting in an unfair competitive advantage that compromised the integrity of the competition. I may disagree with how much of a competitive advantage this scouting operation, which seemed excessive and a poor use of resources and gave us lots of things to talk about, ultimately whether or not that led to a significant enough advantage or more significant than, I don't know, Michigan having better players than most mm-hmm. of the teams that it was playing uh, on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, is the biggest competitive advantage that the Wolverines have had. Not whether yes. or not they were able to use their flip chart to communicate to a linebacker who then had to try to communicate to everyone else all in a matter of three seconds. Like Whether that advantage was significant, I do not think it was. But I will agree that especially you know, the evidence suggests that they're in violation of NCAA rules. The Big Ten's own investigation could probably very quickly determine that the impermissible in-person scouting operation was happening over multiple years, and all these Big Ten schools went to the Big Ten with all their evidence of Connor Stallions buying tickets, maybe even with his own name and credit card number, and people sitting in those seats on security footage with their phones out recording signs. Yes, that's fine. But they are punishing the school for conducting this, not Jim Harbaugh. That's a very good uh, very good point. <laughs> they are punishing the school by punishing Harbaugh, yes. Yeah, they are punishing the school by saying that the team must compete without its head football coach for the remaining of the 2023 regular season. Mm-hmm. Now, you know who else thinks this was a, uh, this was a stiff punishment? The University of Michigan. Uh-huh. We we are for those of you who are listening to this later that got the sirens in your feed. Um, you know we are reacting to this instantly, just as the news is breaking, and that includes a statement from the University of Michigan. Like all members of the Big Ten Conference, we are entitled to a fair, deliberate, and thoughtful process to determine the full set of facts before a judgment is rendered. Today's action by Commissioner Tony Petiti disregards the conference's own handbook, violates basic tenets of due process, and sets an untenable precedent of assessing penalties before an investigation has been completed. We are dismayed at the commissioner, commissioner's rush to judgment when there is an ongoing NCAA investigation, one in which we are fully cooperating. Commissioner Petiti's hasty action today suggests that there is this is more about reacting to pressure from other conference members than a desire to apply the rules fairly and impartially. By taking this action at this hour, the commissioner is personally inserting himself onto the sidelines and altering the level playing field that he is claiming to preserve. So he's coaching tomorrow. And doing so on Veterans Day, a court holiday, to try and thwart the university from seeking immediate judicial relief is hardly a profile in impartiality. To ensure fairness in the process, we intend to seek a court order together with Coach Harbaugh, preventing this disciplinary action from taking effect. So that's all in the statement? Yes. Okay, so he's coaching tomorrow. He's coaching. (laughs) Yeah, and wow, so he went with the – he straight up called them cowards for doing it while they're on the flight during a holiday. Wow. Um, I I, – Wow. Is Michigan saying that the Big Ten League office does not respect Veterans Day? I don't know. That's a takeaway you could have from uh, from this statement. Yeah. 
This again, this this statement literally just just released right now. Uh, shout out to our guy Ralph Russo. He's a big fan of the Cover Three podcast. Um, I'm I'm reading it right from him. Uh, un- wow. So he's coaching, right? I think so. I mean, I don't. That that seems excessively blustery, but it's also. I mean, hmm. That is that is an interesting statement on Michigan's behalf. I'm not surprised they feel that way. I'm surprised they put it in an official statement about it um yeah he's coaching tomorrow that's my official prediction they're gonna do something and they're gonna i don't i don't know if they're gonna appeal it they're gonna do whatever the hell you'd call the process i'm not a lawyer i don't know i don't even know if you really need lawyers for this because it's not a court of law this is a commissioner and a conference but yeah um this is nuts this this whole thing is still stupid it's just it is still stupid. I, I'll tell you what the one one thing that I think because I was with you, the one sense or one thought coming out of reading the Big Ten's literature on the issue is that maybe Michigan was in on this and that Jim Harbaugh was going to be you know he it seems significant to me that they did not put in uh, a level of penalty that would have said you can't be with the team because it was reported that that's one thing schools were pushing for. Schools are saying when Jim sat three games at the beginning of the season, he was still able to do coaching. He was still able to do game planning. He was still able to be with the team all during the week. They were like, we don't even want him in the facility. It's kind of what, you know, other conference members were reportedly pushing for when, when asking for punishment from the commissioner towards Michigan. And so when the big 10 announcement comes out and it says it's only on being in the game venue on the sidelines on Saturdays, in my mind, I was like, okay, so you know, Michigan gets a little bit. Maybe this is a negotiation. This is this looks so far from a negotiation with this Michigan it's, statement that they're going to be seeking a court order to prevent this suspension from taking any effect. If this is a negotiation, doing it in public is an absolute clown show. Mm-hmm. Like this should all have been taken care of behind closed doors. You're all on the same side. Like you all, the Big Ten and Michigan are supposed to be on the same team. They're not supposed to be adversaries. It's supposed to, if there's, if the other schools have a problem with something you do, or if Michigan broke a rule, which it did. Again, nobody here is arguing they didn't. Take care of it in house. Don't float it out in public for it to be watched by everybody and judged by everybody. Keep your, keep your stuff tight. Keep it indoors. Putting it out there so everybody sees your dirty laundry and that you can do the whole process. It's like a really bad, stupid reality TV show. The Big Ten is currently the real housewives of the Big Ten. Well, which you can watch on Peacock along with Maryland football. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. If, let's say, uh, if the temporary restraining order... They can't get all their paperwork in. If they, if for some reason Jim Harbaugh is not on the sideline tomorrow, let's just say, let's say that they they are going to do all their effort, but it's not going to be able to all get pulled together in time for the Penn do State. Do the cops team. come out on the field and arrest him? Like, are there Big Ten security guards that are going to have to drag Jim Harbaugh off the sideline at Beaver Stadium? No, we, I, I kid you not, we're going to see a suburban getting followed like it's OJ's Bronco 
on the way to on the way to Beaver Stadium. Jim Harbaugh is now walking into the tunnel. Yes, he here he is. Very slowly. Do not approach him. Um, it, like it. That's what it will be. It, we talked earlier. I, I can't remember if it was during the show or not, but Cam Newton's twenty-four hour suspension. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. he was suspended for a little bit, and then all of a sudden he was he was not declared suspended. eligible. <laughs> yeah. I. I, I, I might be getting those vibes right now where you get to react to the suspension and then r- the morning of the kickoff, everything gets stamped, sealed, and he walks out of that tunnel to a cascade of booze from a stripe out. It's going to be great for ratings. That's I, Oh, you want a tinfoil hat this thing? Don't, don't overreact too much to any of it. All of this is setting up for the real drama that'll be the the pregame show leading into uh to michigan and penn state great mm-hmm. for ratings mm-hmm. tremendous content <laughs> this is the dumbest controversy in the history of the sport i mean like think about it like you and i we've been doing this for a while there's always dumb controversies in in college football and we've dealt with plenty of them where does this rank among yours since you started working professionally covering this sport It's got to be top three at least, right? <laughs> yeah, we can use the phrase dumb, but I don't want to belittle how amazing it is, right? <laughs> like it's it's Jim Harbaugh. It's mm-hmm. Michigan. Michigan. It's uh, a, a question of integrity. It's an ex-Marine using super sleuth techniques. I mean, I write this story. It's one of those things. I write this Super story. Super techniques. Some eighteen-year-old kid with an iPhone. I, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know. Like, there is a way that you frame this, where I could hand this to somebody who knows nothing about college football, and they're like, "Ooh, that's juicy. Tell me more." And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, like we we say like dumb stories. Like, yes, it is more is being made of the story than of the violation in my eyes, which was gaining a competitive advantage against the competition, against your opponents. Like I, the advanced in-person scouting, the techniques used to obtain signals and utilize them on game days provided a competitive advantage. I don't think that it was significant personally, but yeah, sure. Like that was, we are, this story is so much bigger than the violation. So yeah, in that sense, you want to say dumb, I like to say amazing. It has amazed me at every single turn. I can agree with that. It has been amazing me. <laughs> I, hey, look, I'm not trying to be, uh, and I'm not trying to be a downer here, but a little bit more fun to talk about than some other scandals. Yes, right? mm-hmm. for sure. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't have as as much. Nobody's real, actually being hurt. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Whatever Matt Rule says, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna put that to the side and say that uh, this this one is getting talked about in probably in part because we f- we don't feel as uncomfortable wading into the waters of mm-hmm. this one. Um, all right. If he doesn't coach tomorrow, would it have changed your prediction? Uh it it alters it a little bit. Yeah, like I I still think Michigan's a better team than Penn State with Jim Harbaugh on the sideline or not. It's just, this could be the first close game Michigan plays all year. Like it's one thing when he's not on the sideline during their non-conference games, when you or I could go out there and realistically coach Michigan to a 20 point win against those teams, just by saying, all right, guys go out there and play football. 
But in a situation like this where you're going to be on the road in a tough environment where it could be low scoring, it could be close the entire time, and there might come to a decision that's kind of going to make or break it, yeah, not having him on the sideline could have a tremendous impact. So I still think Michigan ends up winning this game. But I think its margin for error is a lot smaller now than it had if, if he was on the sideline. Um, I, I, I saw that you were watching. Did you get my subtle shout out on CBS Sports Network when I was like, I used to think Jim Harbaugh wouldn't be that big a deal. Then I started talking to people like Tom Fernelli, who reminded me that there are, against good teams, decisions that have to be made. And the final voice on the headset is one that has been to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Taken Stanford to BCS Bowl games, mm-hmm. been in the college football playoff and won two Big Ten championships. And the difference in experience, the difference in confidence, the difference in that last voice and how much certainty is going to come there in a big moment, in a big decision, significant when we talk about whether it's Sharon. It's probably Sharon. I don't know. If I would assume it'll be Sharon more. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's not a lack of confidence in him or mentor, whoever the heck is serving as the head coach role. If he's not there, it's just. That's a very useful person to have on a sideline. There's a reason he wins a lot of games everywhere he goes. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, again, um, if you're just jumping into the stream right now, do us a favor. Like that video. Smash the like. Smash the subscribe. The Cover 3 podcast. We do, uh, we're live Monday, Wednesday, Thursday at 11 a.m. We're live Saturday night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. We also do instant reactions on Tuesday nights to the rankings. And when we have breaking news, including this very bit of breaking news. Shout out to Lou, who was jumping in the chat right as we got started. First emergency pot of the season comes in November. Has it ever been that late before? No, Lou. We had seven coaches fired at this point (laughs) last season. All right? We got Pat Fitzgerald out the paint in, like, what, July? Mm -hmm. And Mel Tucker in September, right? Did we do an emergency pot for Mel? Yeah, we did. We did? I can't remember. Or we might have done it at the suspension, which came yeah. right before the firing. So, um, yeah, no, this this has been uh, somewhat unusual on the uh, sirens in your feed, but it, this is what we do. So we appreciate everybody. Again, if you are hanging out with us for the first time, uh, do me a favor and ch- hit that subscribe uh, for more college football content. Coming up on the other side, continuing with our reaction to the ongoing saga, the Big Tens. Uh, three-game suspension, technically, for the remainder of the regular season, and Michigan's um, Michigan's plans to try to use the legal system to combat that penalty. Uh, we'll get into more of that as well as answer the question. If Penn State wins and Jim Harbaugh is not there, is that an, is that an asterisk win for James Franklin? That and more. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast back here on the cover three podcast podcast and so tom i ask you if penn state beats michigan and jim harbaugh is not on the sideline is it really james franklin beating michigan yeah Hell yeah, it was. Right yeah. answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he, J- James Franklin has beaten Michigan with Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. So it's, yeah, no, that counts. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. <laughs> it would be interesting to see if Penn State was in a tiebreaker scenario, kind of like for a playoff spot at the end of the year. It would be hilarious if that was something the committee brought up. Can you imagine those guys sitting in the conference room like, yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't going against Harbaugh that day, so do we take do we take some points off that win? Like, what what does the game control say for Jim Harbaugh not being there? Uh, listen, I I think that the college football playoff selection committee would be a little bit more on the side of they were with that's this is a Big Ten issue, not a college, not a. They said it's an NCAA issue, not a college football playoff issue. My expectation is that they would do the same thing here. They, I don't think that they would give any gimmies or freebies to Michigan if they were to take a loss and Jim Harbaugh was not there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's, not it, a, it's not an injured quarterback. Here's a question for you. If Ryan Day beats Michigan and Jim Harbaugh is not on the sideline, does that count as a Ryan Day win? I thought about this. God, I've thought about this story too much. My brain could have been used for so many better things than thinking about this story. But I was thinking Ryan Day wants Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ryan Day wants to be able to beat Jim Harbaugh, not just Michigan. He wants to beat Jim Harbaugh and Michigan to be able to snap this streak and be able to walk from third base to home plate and stomp on home plate in Ann Arbor on the big M. Like that's that that's what he would like. But I'd like to know what Jim Harbaugh thinks. Sorry. <laughs> I can't do the Ryan Day voice as good as you can. Um, let Lou Holtz coach. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That's a great suggestion. Get Jack out there again. They had Jack as an honorary coach for one of those games at the beginning of the season. Let's let Jack Harbaugh lead the boys out of the tunnel. What would that do to the brain of a Notre Dame fan, though, to see Lou Holtz in like Michigan gear coaching the Wolverines? <laughs> I mean, Michigan. <laughs> you tell me. It sounds like it would twist you in knots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Whew. Okay, so uh, again, if you are just joining us, the Big Ten, you know, initially indicating that it you know, this is the suspension. There will be no appeal. And Michigan, in its response to the news, you know, I'm paraphrasing, throwing in my own words, editorializing. They said, appeal, conference bylaws. No, we're going to the courts, baby. So they are planning to uh, file. Let's see, what, what were the official words? To ensure fairness in the process, we intend to seek a court order together with Coach Harbaugh, preventing this disciplinary action from taking into effect. Michigan's stance all the way back to the beginning of the week before they met with Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti was, you should let the NCAA process play out. You should not step in. Aside from that being the most beneficial argument to make sure that this season doesn't get messed with at all, do you agree with the basis of that argument? The due process sense. Like, the idea is like, Big Ten no. should... Okay. Because, I mean, again, this isn't the court of law. Like, due process is not the commissioner's office or the NCAA. Like, if you take it to a, if you file a lawsuit or there's a criminal charge filed, okay, due process. But this is, it's hard for me. Again, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't really, like, if Bud were here, he'd have a much better answer for this one than I do. But no, it really doesn't fly to me. That just seems like stall tactics. They just wanted to stall this for as long as they possibly can. And they couldn't stall it for as long as they wanted to. And now we're here and we'll see what the next step is. Let's see, let's, uh, let's take a couple. If you see any questions, let me know. Roland solo producer, producer <laughs> chips driving. The, we're trying hard. Um, I really miss producer Jordan at times like this. Uh, Christian says, Chip Tom, if the competitive advantage of doing this wasn't much, then why would they do it? Looking for an answer. The competitive disadvantage of not doing it. Because every other team knows your signals. Again, the only thing Michigan did here that was different than anybody else is they broke the rule on how they got the signals. Every team is stealing signals. Every team is trying to steal your signals. Every team is watching tape, figuring out what your plays are based on your formations and motions pre-snap. College football teams, by and large, run about 10 to 15 plays on offense because they don't really have the time in the week to practice and put in giant NFL-sized playbooks. Most NF or most college teams, coaches on the sidelines, in the booth, players on the field, have a very good idea what play the team is running just by looking at the formation they're in at any given time. They also know the signals. It is still about going out there and beating the guy in front of you. 
Again, it's not the competitive advantage you gain by knowing the signals. It's the disadvantage you would be at by not knowing them. Is that Again, the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, absolutely. Again, I, I just think that it was a, it was a lot of, a lot of wasted resources. Yes, it was the again. We've talked about this on the show many times. What Stallions did was idiotic, and the amount of effort put into this to gain a very minimal edge over what you could have gotten by just calling your friend who played them last week and asking them for any information they have. Which guess what, coaches do. That's all you really have to do. The fact that he's got this whole stupid scouting network and he's paying for all these people to go to games to record it. He's just trying super hard for extra credit from the coaching staff, and maybe he's getting it. Maybe that's why he has a job. Maybe everybody knew it. Maybe they were cool with it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. At the end of the day, it was incredible stupidity on Michigan's part. And look, they are getting punished for this. They, mm-hmm. they are going to be trying to fight the punishment um, in the courts, but the the Big Ten has said, again, no Jim Harbaugh not on the sideline for the game uh, not on the sideline for the remainder of the regular season. Jim Harbaugh got on the plane to go to Happy Valley. Um, he, if they're able to get this all pushed through and get everything settled, he may coach tomorrow. But mm, do you think? Do you think that the Big Ten will actually have a response to the response where they are trying to? I don't know. They'll float out to whether they should have a response and they'll see what the reaction to that is. And then depending on how people react, whether they should have a response, they'll have a response. <clears throat> Oops. Wait, <I> was, yeah. <laughs> on October 19th, the NCAA presented a quote master spreadsheet obtained during in, its investigation that included a chart listing assignments to attend past and future games and monetary amounts associated with certain assigned games, a worksheet that showed translations of signs and signals corresponding to specific opposing teams, formations, and plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking through the notes of the N- The NCAA looks like did all the legwork here. Mm -hmm. just turned it over to the Big Ten. Yeah, the NCAA has been investigating it for a while. The NCAA is the one who tipped off the Big Ten it was going on. So the NCAA, by its own process, can't punish Michigan, but wants to, is what it looks like to me, wants to punish Michigan so much that it goes to the Big Ten, which has the power to punish Michigan. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a possibility. The NCAA was not happy with Michigan. Well, the NCAA hasn't been happy with Jim Harbaugh or Michigan from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. The, ma- the major violation that Harbaugh is facing from the NCAA is mostly misleading the investigators as it pertains to the recruiting violations from the COVID dead period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I don't know if that's what this is, but you can't rule it out. Man. Okay. What else, what what else stands out about this story, or at least you know what we're trying to, um, what we're trying to piece together here. Um, I don't know. It's, it is a very polarizing story in which people have feel some type of way about it. And I'm not surprised by it. I don't know. It's, it's like we said from the very beginning, the punishment was either going to be too excessive or not enough. And nobody was going to be happy in the end. Um, 
So the Big Ten, the quote, the conference vehemently rejects any defense by the university or other conference member that cheating is acceptable because other teams do it. They are basically saying you aren't even trying to deny that you broke the rules. You're just trying to argue that you shouldn't be punished. Correct. And that is a bad argument. You have to be punished for breaking the rule. Right. Because the rule exists. And whether the rule is stupid and will still be around in next year, which I don't think it will be, but whether the rule is stupid or not does not change the fact you broke the rule. My only pushback on this is that the punishment should fit the crime. And I do not think the crime is as egregious as has been viewed by some or seems to be viewed by the Big Ten with this suspension. I don't think the advantage Michigan gained by doing it this way was enough to warrant this. I think you could have just fined the school a boatload of money to deter other schools from doing this or at least making sure nobody else is doing it and keep it from happening again in the future. Money's going to speak more than a three-game suspension will for Jim Harbaugh on Saturdays. That's just the sad truth. But now another thing we ha- I mean, another thing to consider here is what kind of precedent does this set if more information comes out about other schools doing this? Are you oh, looking at a situation gonna- where now you're going to have to be – because I don't know. I'm just saying if if I'm a coach right now – actually, if I'm a coach, as soon as this story broke a month ago, I've been locking everything down, making sure if, if yeah. we were doing it, we stop as soon as freaking possible. But it's just – I don't know. We'll see. It, it, it could be interesting to see if Jim Harbaugh is the last person to be uh, on the receiving end of a suspension because of this. Well, or, I mean, to your point, uh, we, we call it the Harbaugh rule, and all of a sudden we, we've got headsets next year. Oh, we're going to have headsets next year. Like, uh, the university's been saying that for a while. I think Danny's 100% right. We will have headsets next year. The University of Michigan uh, has to pay a huge fine that is then used to pay for helmet, helmet communication for the rest of the FBS. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to my guy, Adam Gold. He dropped that one on me. I, th- I thought it was really good. He was like, mm-hmm. fine, Michigan, however much money it takes to give everyone at the FBS level helmet communication. Boom. That is a fair way for us all to be able to move forward from here. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really not that expensive. It's really not. I don't think. I think the I think the question is like, how many helmets do you need that have it? You got to come up with the rules for who's allowed to have it. But I mean, if it's just like in the NFL, you know, your quarterback and your linebacker or safety, whoever your defensive captain is, calling the signals, just a few guys. I don't think it'll be that expensive. I agree. Um, so let's see. Yes. Like I think another piece of this, when I, when I said the fact that it's Michigan, the fact that Ohio state, Jim Trussell lost his job, right? For for the dumb. Yeah. For freaking tattoos. Yeah. So that there is, there is some of that that's going on. We're an Ohio state fan. It's like, how, how did our hall of fame coach have to go out on that? And then, we're just getting nothing here. So I understand why there's the passion. I don't, I don't want to come off. Um, I'm glad, Tom, that we've reiterated several times here. Michigan broke the rules. Michigan mm-hmm. should face punishments. Mm-hmm. Three games feels stiff to me. Mm-hmm. The details of it and the way everything's been sensationalized have been exhausting, hilarious, you know, dizzying, all of those things. But saga ain't done here.
And Ohio State should have been punished for breaking those rules. It just shouldn't have been punished to the extent that it was where, like, Jim Trestle loses his job and Terrell Pryor's being suspended by the NFL for it. That was that would probably if this isn't the dumbest controversy we've had since I started covering the sport, I think that one would be it. Yeah. Um, Jordan in the chat, you're asking the question about uh, the Jim Harbaugh. It was misleading investigators during the NCAA investigation into their recruiting violations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to cover his tracks. Um, all right. Uh, did you see the Michigan versus everybody shirts? No. So it's Ohio versus the world and Michigan versus everybody. Should Ohio State be concerned that it's only taking on the world and Michigan is wants everybody in the like universe? Anybody like, yeah, people we haven't met yet. Um, Yes, I think you've got to really step it up if you're Ohio State. This is that T-shirt, those mottos. That's why you've lost the last two games. You've really got to step up your game there. Michigan versus everybody. Um, mm. <laughs> Hey, as long as we can make money off it, right? That's all that matters. That's uh, that's that's a lot. Uh, that's so funny. All right, any anything else? Any other questions before we get out of here? I mean, this uh, to to review. If if you're jumping in, if you've been listening, I, I really do appreciate it so much. We love everybody that rocks with us uh, through all the emergency podcasts that we have had and will continue to have here on the Cover Three Podcast. First, the Big Ten, uh, hands down, a suspension for Jim Harbaugh for the remainder of the regular season, a.k.a. the final three games, cannot be in the game venue on game day. Still can coach the team, still can be around the facility, all those good things. Um, The news dropped while Michigan's plane was in the air Friday afternoon, Veterans Day weekend. Have you said there's already photos of an emergency tarmac meeting at the airport when Michigan's plane landed? Everybody coming out to like huddle up together. It's a circus. This is- Michigan all offers its response when the plane lands, um, vehemently um, stating its case that it is very upset with Commissioner Petiti's quote hasty action and unprecedented um, <laughs> punishment here. Where where's my favorite part here? Uh, by taking action at this hour, the commissioner is personally inserting himself into this onto the sidelines and altering the level playing field he is claiming to preserve. I tell you what, Michigan grads—they got away with words. I will just say, no matter my personal opinion on the advantage gained, if I'm currently being punished for breaking rules and something that is seen as cheating. I don't know if I would criticize the commissioner for fighting to keep the level or level playing banning us or barring us from having a level playing field right now. I don't know if that's the best choice of words if I'm Michigan. And again, the, the official Michigan statement, we intend to seek a court order together with coach Harbaugh, preventing this disciplinary action from taking effect Will the court order all be put in place in a way that has Jim Harbaugh on the sideline for Penn State? We'll see. I expect that they will probably at least have him for Maryland and Ohio State. Next, you know, what is it? Next 10 hours or so will be very telling. Mm -hmm. Not 10, more than that. I can't do math anymore. Uh, 12 hours plus, so 19 hours. Is yeah, ne- next, kickoff is. next 16 to 18 hours will be very interesting uh, to see whether or not Jim Harbaugh is there. Um, 
Final word here. If let's see if the the line has moved at all. Have you checked that? I, I doubt it. That'd be the funny. line was moving like going back and forth all week, like from four to five for the most part. I'm guessing it's water found its level. Michigan, you would still take Michigan to cover the spread. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as confident in it as I was though. All right. We will be back Saturday night, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern time. To recap, Michigan-Penn State. To recap, Tennessee-Missouri, Georgia Ole Miss. Uh, give you our live instant analysis for whatever's happening with Oregon and USC. That'll be the late-night game going on while we are live. And all the rest of the highlights from Week 11. If you can, follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.